Support for the Kings of Anglia podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, so join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off plus free delivery with the code KOA at manscaped.com. Okay, balls on the table time. I know what you're thinking, Kawe Army. Why do I need to get involved with Manscaped? Well, boys, it's not the 90s anymore. You don't want your nuts to be looking like Ivan Campo these days. You've got to give it a little tidy up. Makes it look bigger too. And Manscaped have just launched in the UK, so you can be among the first in the country to use their life-changing products. Sounds good, doesn't it? Needs to say, it's a delicate area down there. We all know that. One little nick and your boys are bleeding worse than big Terry Butcher's forehead back in the day. Luckily though, friends, Manscaped have redesigned the electric trimmer and perfected the greatest sack shaver of all time. Of all time! The new improved Lawnmower 3.0 just launched in the UK. It's got all sorts of cool features like a ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology and an LED light so you can see what you're doing down there. Very important. It's all more exciting than a poor cook presser, isn't it? It's waterproof too, so no need to worry about pubes going everywhere and you get a USB charging dock with it as well. 90 minutes of battery life, boys. That's more than enough. Unless, of course, you're Ipswich Town trying to score a goal. So, make your testes their besties. Or, to put it a different way, the KOA way, make your nuts look the nuts. And that's important when you're slapping them on a boardroom table to negotiate. KOA style. Get 20% off and free delivery with the code KOA at manscaped.com. Hello friends and welcome to the latest Kings of Anglia podcast brought to you in association with Manscaped. That's right, we've got a new sponsor. It's very exciting indeed. We're going to get onto that in a little bit. I'm your host, Mark Heath. I'm delighted to say the whole damn gang is here. It's not been a, a little while since we've been able to sit down and do one of these, all four of us. And fittingly, we can today. We've got a new sponsor. Someone else has got a new sponsor too. And we're going to get into that very shortly. First of all, the man who apparently has not seen any films made between 1980 to 2000. Hutch Hogan, Andy Warren, how are you? Untrue. I've seen Dunstan Checks In. That was an absolute banger. Seen that? What on earth is that? It's great. It's about a monkey who uh, a monkey who's who's mates with a hotel manager uh, and causes a bit of trouble. Um, absolute banger of a film. I need to add that. I'm, I'm missing out. There's a big cultural gap there in my knowledge, having not seen that. Um, Next up, the greatest producer, formerly the greatest producer on planet Earth when we used to have a studio, now wearer of one of the greatest beards on planet Earth, Mr. Roscoe. Ross Halls, how are you? I'm very well. It's uh, It feels like a long time ago now since we're last in that studio, that cramped studio, which we liked because we were able to touch each other's knees and stuff. M- move on. <laughs> yeah, Good job yep. those weren't filmed back in the day, weren't they, boys? Uh, and finally, the star of the show live from his nan's bedroom men want to be him women want to be with him especially now he's got manscape backing him the doctor stuart watson how are you my bald friend <laughs> um i feel like i need to say something weird because andy's talked about i assume a child's film that no one's ever seen before um ross is talking about touching each other 
That's the most ridiculous <laughs> intro I've ever been given. No one has ever said that about me before. Um, I'm okay. I'm I'm pleased to be here with you all. Can I just confirm you are at your nans because you you are incredibly um, compassionate and lovely grandson. You, you're spending now Thursdays at your nans looking after her whilst breaking worldwide news on Ipswich Town's new sponsor. I am. I'm at my nan's house, yeah. <laughs> Tremendous. Well, right boys, as I say, we've got a new sponsor, manscaped.com. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, you, you don't want to miss that, trust me, because there's going to be some fire in the park when we start talking about shaving our ball sacks. But first of all, boys, Ipswich Town, fittingly, on the same day we launch our new sponsor, Ipswich Town have got a new sponsor, and it's making headlines across the country and probably across the globe, because Ipswich Town are now sponsored by one of the biggest musical stars on planet earth certainly one of the biggest in terms of sales one of the biggest in terms of riches and he's a proper suffolk boy ed sheeran is now the new shirt sponsor of ipswich town tremendous we're going to talk about that in full but i want to say first of all i think this is brilliant i don't see any way that people can be slagging this off ed sheeran is a proper suffolk boy he's worked his way up through doing about a million concerts a year busking all over the place to the point that he's at now at where he can afford to sponsor his boyhood football team. That is an inspiring story. That's what sport and dreams are all about. That's that's it. That's my say. Stewie, tell us more about the deal. How much is it worth? Uh, they wouldn't say. They did a little brief press conference with Rosie Richardson, who is the director of, of sales at the football club. She would only say it's a significant sum this morning. So um, it's not like they've they've given this away. Obviously, every every penny of income counts for Ipswich, especially while they're in League One at the moment. So um, he's obviously put a, a bit of a wedge of, of cash into there. He's worth a few bob, is Ed. You're prone to a little bit of hyperbole from time to time, Mark, but there's certainly no exaggeration to call Ed Sheeran one of the biggest music artists, one of the most famous people, certainly in the music world globally. Um, breaking all sorts of records. Um, I think it's great. I know there'll be a few people, other football fans taking the piss and it's probably not uh, cool to like Ed Sheeran and his music. But he, do you know what? He's one of ours. He's a proper Suffolk boy. And I love the fact that he um, is really proud of his roots in Suffolk. You know, mentioned Suffolk in, in a lot of his songs and has done the stuff with Christchurch Park and loads of charity stuff he's done across the county. And now, and now this as well. And... Um, He's a proper fan as well, by the way. We've seen him at EFL Trophy games. We've seen him. Um, we've seen him at Portman Road several times, haven't we? So uh, you know, it is genuine. He's posted that picture today. He must be. How old must he be in that picture? That's a late nineties. Yeah, hit, is pr- it pr- probably ninety-eight? He's probably going to be. Ooh, what would he be? Well, he's thirty now. He's isn't he? thirty now. Thirty now. He's probably probably nine. Yeah. 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 I'm not having that, by the way, Stu, me and hyperbole. Um, Hutchie, what what, um, what do you think about the greatest musician of all time sponsoring Ipswich Town? Jedward wasn't, weren't available. <laughs> um, they've, gone, they've gone for Ed here. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. You can't... What's to knock? I think the logo looks quite good, to be fair. It's a, it's a bit cryptic. It's clearly some kind of tour, greatest hits vibe going on. Um, he says that's all going to be revealed in the future, what he's up to next in terms of touring and albums and stuff. I think the logo looks quite nice. In itself, it's not just Ed Sheeran. It's not his name or anything like that. It's um, his his album logos, tour logos, things like that. It looks it's quite good on there. And it's it's not just going to be in terms of the lump sum that 
that Ed is, is obviously putting in as a sponsorship deal here. It's it, There's going to be benefits, so many benefits for the football club, aren't there? I think whatever shirt they design that uh, this ultimately gets paired with is, is going to is going to absolutely fly um, mm. and not just among the normal people that would buy a football shirt year in, year out. There's going to be, there'll be, there'll be it, people in Ipswich and beyond who, who fancy owning this shirt because it's got his logo on it. And, and it might even drag in a few, a few more fans, which hopefully at the start of a new era for the club and um, things going upwards is going to be a good thing. The best bit about all this is the quote from Ed that he put out as part of it, where he, he basically just, he described Ipswich's football over the last two or three years as being slightly on the hoof, <laughs> which um, which is a really good description of of, of what the football's uh, been like for a little while. So um, it's not really anything to grumble about, is there? It looks great. I think it's great on on two counts. A, you've got um, the story of, of Shear and the personal story and the and the kind of um, almost well not rags to riches, but certainly self made uh, multi millionaire that he is getting himself into this position. I think that's, that is fantastic. That's a story that anyone in any walk of life can take inspiration from. And plus now teaming it with Ipswich Town, the exposure that's going to generate for the club, um, not just across the country, but across the world, because Sheeran's got fans all over the place. And as you rightly say, Hutchie, it may even push Ipswich Town into new areas abroad. Obviously, we've got the new American owners as well. Roscoe, we know that you're not the biggest fan of Ed Sheeran's music, um, but surely as an Ipswich Town fan, you can see the uh, the beauty of this deal. Yeah, so I think it's fantastic, you know, exposure for the club. At least it's not a gambling website or whatever. At least it's not Magical Vegas because that was just horrendous from start to finish from the, the the original logo to, you know, just Magical Vegas in general. Who knew Magical Vegas? Um, but yeah, I think it's fantastic. You know, he's a town fan and he, um, he goes to games. At least he's not one of those who say, yeah, I'm a fan, but he never goes to games. As, as you know, Andy said, he went to the EFL trial. I think he went to Colchester, didn't he? He went to the Colchester game. When we he lost. loves loves the EFL trophy, which is a massive, massive tick in my book. But yeah, I think it's yeah, just massive globally. I think we'll we'll get new fans, even if they you know don't really actually watch the games. I go, yeah, I just want to buy the shirt because that's going to be a one of a kind shirt. Because it's just one season he's sponsoring. So it's a one year deal for now, but that's kind yeah. of open ended to see where where they go from from there. So, um, yeah, we'll see uh, if it, if it goes further and. They were asked whether there could be potential for a, for a gig at Portman Road at some stage, and that was a watch this space kind of answer there. Obviously, this this tour that's coming up, um, obviously the last tour, the, the record-breaking tour, the world's biggest tour ever, eclipsing U2. This is the scale of Ed Sheeran. Um, finished at Chantry Park. Could, could another one have a little Portman Road stop or finish on it? We'll see. Mm, fantastic and Hutch as you as you rightly say there um clearly when we get Ed on on KOA which can't be that far away um you and him are going to have some serious stuff to talk about your love for the uh the Papa John's trophy something that maybe only you and him share exactly we've got that um I actually got my I, I'm sure everyone's seen by now the little uh the little picture that he's put up on his Instagram today of him in his Ipswich shirt from between the years of 97 and 99 I got my version of that out of my box uh on top of the wardrobe earlier um almost got stuck in it um very very tight but um <laughs> we can we can talk about uh we can talk about football shirts till the, till the cows come home but anything else to mention on this boys before we move on to our own big sponsorship deal which is almost as sensational as exciting new dawn baby new dawn new dawn exactly um now then, i mean 
in terms of peak behind the scenes, obviously Sheeran is a member of the Cowie Army. He came to us first before even thinking about sponsoring the club. He said, boys, I want to sponsor the podcast, but I've listened to it. The boy Ross slags me off quite a lot. Um, he needs to go. And we said, no, Sheeran. Ross is part of the team. Go and sponsor the club instead. So that left us looking for a new sponsor. Unfortunately, an American firm is in manscape.com boys we're going to talk about this shortly but first of all i have to do a little bit of reading so support for kings of anger is brought to you by manscaped who are the best in men's below the waist grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your that's your family jewels manscaped is trusted by over two million men worldwide so join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs and get 20 percent off and free delivery by using the code koa at manscaped.com that's the code koa at manscaped.com so all you members of the koa army please use that code and buy yourself some quality manscaped goods now then i'll just warn you for the next five minutes or so we are going to chat about shaving our bollocks um because that is what manscaped products are all about so um legs and hands inside the car this could be a bumpy ride uh stewie you're at your nan so i'm hoping she's not with an earshot <laughs> as you start to, <laughs> start talking about this but first of all boys i just want to say before manscape got in touch with us me and hutchie already dedicated manscape users weren't we um, evangelists it will come as no surprise to anyone probably who listens to this show and, and follows us across social media i'm quite vain um, and therefore, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been shaving the lads for quite some time. And let me tell you, after discovering Manscaped, um, it's certainly a step above everything else I've used before. This is their new product, the the Manscaped uh, Lawn Mower 3.0. That sort of noise it makes, just to give you a, a little a little thing. It's got all sorts of cool stuff. For me, though, the best thing about it is it's got a little light you can probably see if you're watching on video, uh, and it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower, which means there's no clearing up of all your pubes if you've left it a little while in your grooming regime um hutchie as a fellow manscaper this is this is big stuff isn't it i mean obviously we only put our name to products we very much endorse and use um it's good stuff isn't it mate i've been manscaping for a, for a year to 18 months now this is my original this is my this is my lawnmower 2.0 i've now upgraded like yourself to a lawnmower 3.0 that's currently charging next door on the usb charging dock ready to go but um they've upped the the rpm on it yours will sound much faster and the new the new one is fantastic i love the shaver but um i like their products as well (laughs) crop crop preserver that's your ball deodorant that'll do you every single day that goes on crucially crop reviver ball toner that is the you stuff tone your balls exactly and this is Important. a message to you and you you and you and ross there Stu. tone your balls i don't know if you've started toning them yet <laughs> but tone your balls hey your ross balls is still thank you ross is still young he maybe doesn't need to worry about that yet but certainly as a man of advancing years myself i need to get the tone right on that ball sack um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm buzzing for this. Um, Stewie and Ross, Stewie, have you used your Manscaped goods yet? Um, I have. Full disclosure, I probably got a little bit carried away on, on the first <laughs> time. Um, have you gone? Have you... More's come off than probably was needed. Um, yeah. Have you gone? Have you gone full chaplow down there? 
not quite, but <laughs> I might not have gone sort of as as closely <laughs> closely shaved as as uh, as I have done. But um, did you not yeah, use your shaving guard? Did you not use this? Wasn't aware there was a shaving guard, so that, <laughs> that's where the problems come from. Clip that on in the little white bag, and you'll 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 stop looking like an action man. You'll be exactly. fine. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I've got to say to you, I'm with you. I, I look like a nine-year-old choir boy down there at the moment. I'm <laughs> I was going to say childlike. I didn't know yeah. I should take it there. But that's that, that that's is what, what it is. Yeah. Each to their own. The only fa- only hair on my body right now is what you see on my face if you're watching this and a bit on my legs. And I've accidentally shaved my legs before with this as well. Roscoe, you are the hairiest of the bunch, the most hirsute, um, probably the one with the balls most looking like Ivan Campo. Um, have you managed to jump onto Manscaped and have you decided what you're going to go with? You're going to go with the jet little strip down there what are you gonna do i haven't done the shaving bit yet but i've used a bit of the moisturizer you know sasha sniffed it and she she liked it she approved so, um she approved um so you know no more smelly bull sacks <laughs> um but yeah i'm a bit i'm a bit scared to shave the balls i've never actually ah, done it before God, so now then, now then roscoe you're right to be scared because anyone who's ever done it before it's a very delicate area down there. And back in the day, using inferior products, the wife's lady shave, that sort of thing. Occasionally, well, I say occasionally, very often, one nicked one's testicular skin, which is very thin and bleeds like you would not believe. It looked like a murder scene in the bathroom one time um, for just a little cut. But fortunately, with this, Hutchie, as we'll be able to tell our listeners, this has got a ceramic blade, doesn't it? Which means you're far less likely to cut yourself, um, which is great. And as I say, being able to use it in the shower and with the light, you can definitely see what's going on down there. Um, well, it's I super. didn't put the guard on. I didn't put the guard on because I wasn't aware of one. I've went absolutely to town, and <laughs> there's no problems at all. So if if that sort of uh, calms anybody's nerves, Ross, yours included, that's all. I, that's all I can say. What's um? <clears throat> what's obviously uh, Mrs. Heath and, and Mrs. Warren are more than used to to me and Hutchie looking like uh, like plucked turkeys down there. What's uh, what's uh, Mrs. Watson said to your new look, Stewie? Uh, I did. I did this yesterday, and she's um, yet to be made aware of the result <laughs> um, thus far. So I'll, I'll return with a review next time. Superb. Uh, maybe do a, do a film that get the big reveal. We can put that out as well. Yeah, please do. <laughs> At this point, Mark, I think it's probably worth saying as well. Yeah, it's called Manscaped. There's nothing mm. to stop a lady any oh, any lady listeners using these. A hundred percent, absolutely. Oh, look, um, you'll be fu- you'll, you'll be fine. I think this is the best multi-purpose, intimate shaving tool there is on the market. And as I say, you can get 20% off plus free delivery using code KOA at manscaped.com. I'm really pleased, um, A, that we've got a special code for it and, and listeners to this show can use that code and get discounts because it, it, it honestly, 100% genuinely, not just because they've sent us some free stuff and I've got a Manscaped t-shirt on like a proper fool. Um, they are proper good stuff. Um, so, yeah, get involved in that. Uh, manscaped.com koa is the code 20 percent off plus free delivery now then boys anything else you want to mention about your nuts before we uh, before we move on to a bit of a news roundup no other business on the nuts oh i must say sue by the way when i first mentioned the um the deal to to mrs heath her first reaction upon telling her that we'd be getting some free manscaped goods was that Stu? that's great news for Stu because he can now match his bollocks to his head <laughs> genuinely it's what she said <laughs> Is that just fine? Just, just, just calling me bald all the time. Is that if I was ginger or? <laughs> Where's Stu? Stu is back. so outraged. He's, he's turned his Wi-Fi off. 
Is, is everyone there still? I'm, I'm still, still here. here. Okay, yeah? back. We are back. Stu, sorry. For me as well. Come back at me. Stop calling me bald. I want my hair. That's fact. <laughs> anyway, let's move on, boys, after that brief uh, Wi-Fi failing. I hope that didn't enjoy your um, spoil your enjoyment too much of our chat about uh, the old sack shaving there, Kawe Army. Um, news, boys. There's been a lot happening. Obviously, Towns, since we last spoke, um, have played two games. They won at Swindon uh, and then drew nil-nil <laughs> at Shrewsbury on, on Tuesday night. You certainly deserve medals for, for going all the way there on a Tuesday night to watch that. Um, what I want to start with, though, is some news that came out yesterday. Not unexpected, but um, interesting nonetheless. Stephen Ward has departed. Um, Town will definitely be looking for a new left-back next season. Hutchie, first of all, your thoughts on Ward. We were all expecting it in the big contract discussion. We all said he would probably need to go. Um, but is Miles Kenlock going to be able to step up and take that role next season? What do you reckon? Um, do we Kenlock first? I think he's. I think they'll look for a new left-back this summer. Um, regardless, I think they'll, they'll go in and look for one ahead ahead of Miles in that. Miles has, has proven, I think, that he can be the backup. Um, but in, ter- in terms of Ward, honestly, I think the day he signed, I think we all probably felt that was perhaps a a one-year rental kind of stopgap agreement started off really well, didn't he? He, he brought some leadership to the team. He, he was vocal, um, experienced. Got up, him and Chambers were bombing up and down the flanks and then he got injured at MK Dons with an, a, an Achilles problem and really, despite a few peaks, didn't recover. Um, back to his former self from then From then on. Um, I don't think you can knock his professionalism. Model Model Pro would have helped Kenlock over the last year or so, but like you say, I don't think there's there's any great surprise that they're moving on from from Stephen Ward for next season. Hmm. Suits you any thoughts on, on the left back situation? Would you be happy if at the start of next season when Ed Sheeran's doing his pre pre-game concert, the American boys are there waving the stars stars and stripes, there's there's cheerleaders on the pitch, there's fireworks overhead, there's a flyby from RF Lake and Heath, 15 F 16s flying over Portman Road, and Miles Kenlock trots out to start a left back. What are you saying? Are you happy? Um controversial view but I wouldn't be devastated I think Miles Kenlock is absolutely fine for League One at the moment I think he's played 100 games now already, he's got a sneaky uh, high number of appearances for for the club so he's, he's a reasonable age now reasonable experience um, could he be upgraded? Yes but there'll be, there might be positions to prioritise above that, they'll need a left back and they'll mm. probably go for a number one left back but um I think the times that he's come into to the team, and again, the last couple of games, I think he's got forward quite well. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Miles Kenlock. Roscoe, we know you're a big fan of the, of the way he runs. Also, his, his carbohydrate loading method, what's it? Um, if Miles Kenlock is a starting left back next season, are you, are you happy, Ross? Uh, as Stu said, like I thought he's done okay this season. It's probably been his better season. Um, he is a league one player um so if he starts he starts but i don't think yeah left back is probably a top of paul cook's list of signings because there's other positions we need to improve in but it's definitely a position i want to improve in and on stephen ward um as yeah andy said it was a stopgap one year signing um he did all right you know when he first signed but then you know you just can't cross a ball and mm. you're a left back we need a left back and cross a ball but anyway, 
<laughs> Bucks are going to be massive for Cook. They are yeah. one of the most important players in his team. I think this four-two-three-one system is all about fullbacks bombing on and playing as as wingers. So um, I'm sure, as Andy says, he will probably go for a for a first choice left back in the summer. But I, I think for a squad player that Miles is absolutely fine. And you've only got to look at Josh Emmanuel, who has gone on and been part of a whole team that's got promoted and been been a key player for, for there. I don't think there was much between Emmanuel and Kenlock during their sort of academy progress at Ipswich Town. And Josh has kind of kicked on recently. I still think there's more more improvement to come from from Miles if he get if he gets a run. On the subject of fullback, that gives us an excuse to go back and talk about the games that have been played very briefly. I don't want to dwell too much on them because obviously they're they're meaningless um, and one of them particularly wasn't that exciting. But um, at the end of the game at Shrewsbury on, on Tuesday, Kane Vincent Young again went down injured. Looked like he'd maybe dislocated his shoulder, um, like it maybe been popped back in. Certainly was in a lot of pain at the end of the game. First of all, is there any update on Kane? Uh, uh, can we just talk positive vibes only? Uh, just a few brief thoughts on those games. Um, I know, Stewie, you, you were impressed with Dobra on Tuesday. So, KVY, first of all, Stewie, is there any update there? Uh, I haven't heard anything. I haven't um, haven't asked the question, actually, since uh, Tuesday, but we'll, we'll try and find out. Uh, Paul Cook's doing a press conference um, first thing tomorrow, so I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. get an update on that. Um, all that was said on the night was Kieran Dyer came out to do post-match press and said he, he was... Um, the pain had settled down quite quickly and hopefully that's a sign that um, it's not as bad as first feared and they popped it back in and it's uh, all will be good. I'd, I'd be amazed if he's involved against Fleetwood on Sunday, but hopefully all good for pre-season because he is talking about fullbacks under Paul Cook. He is the absolute perfect type of fullback that Paul Cook wants to work with. And uh, he's been pretty bright since he's finally come back into the team. Um, so gutted for him. Just can't catch break at the moment. Um, other positives, I thought there was there was quite a few positives to take from this. We've seen some pretty pretty shitty nil nil draws, haven't we, in in recent weeks? But this was this was a better one. This was a more entertaining one. Both teams could have scored goals. Ipswich progressed the ball, worked some really good positions. Um, the the last little bit in the final third, the bit of decision making wasn't wasn't quite there. They weren't clinical when the chances did come, but in their general play, I thought was better, and I thought we could see some signs of what Paul Cook football's going to be all about next season. Hopefully, with some uh, with some upgraded players across the pitch. And just talk a bit about Dobra, Stewie, because in your post game comments, the bit you dropped on on Wednesday, the Stewie says observations, you uh, referred to him as a bit like Wayne Rooney. In that he kind of, obviously a poor man's Wayne Rooney, uh, but in terms, I think what you're saying is the way he sort of plays on the edge, doesn't he? Between um, kind of going over, bubbling over into anger and, and making rash decisions, but also using that kind of fire to, to fuel what he does on the pitch. Yeah, stylistically, I'm not, I'm not uh, quality wise, I'm not for one minute putting him on the same pedestal as a young Wayne Rooney, but in the same way that, I mean, when Rooney first booked, burst on the scene uh, he was sort of described as the last of the street footballers someone that you could see sort of just playing Wembley doubles with his mates out you know out on the on the street sort of thing um and I, and I get that sense a bit with with Dobber as well Dyer in fact called him a street fighter after the game it's on the ball he's he's really fun to watch he's got great close ball control just takes people on tries to make things happen and off the ball as well, he's scrappy, he's feisty, he presses, he closes down as well. So, um, yes, he's raw. Yes, there is still things that need 
sorting out with him. I think sometimes he's guilty of overplaying. Sometimes he's a walks that line between silly fouls and yellow cards and red cards. We know he's got that in his locker, but I'd rather someone has that innate fire in the belly and you're looking to dial that down rather than trying to kind of inject it. I don't know if you can put that into someone. Mm. You've either got it or you're not, and, and Dobra's got it. So, um, again, probably not probably not a starter for next season, but he's probably played himself into Paul Cook's plans in terms of that tight squad that he might want to work with. Mm. That's exactly what you said, Hutch, in your, in your excellent player ratings. You said that he's played himself into a real role next season. Um, give me some more positives. Swindon and Shrewsbury games. I want positive vibes only. So, so give us some positives. I think we're starting to see the real, the real Luke Wolfenden again after a season that he's himself has described as bang average, um, bang average at best. Probably, I would say he, but the last the last couple of weeks, especially on Tuesday night, I thought he was kind of the old Luke Wolfenden. He, he read the game well. He was good on the ball. He moved, he moved around the field well and, and looked after the, the forwards well as well, nipping in, picking up possession, and and playing it off nicely into midfield. Uh, again, like like Vincent Young, w- Wolfenden should be the kind of centre back that that Cook wants to work with. It's just we haven't we haven't seen him put it together this year. Um, it's been a it's been a bad season for him and, and so many others, but. I think the last two or three weeks, maybe a bit more hope that the old Luke Wolfenden could come back in in preseason and um, again play himself into a twenty man a twenty man squad to then have the chance to fight for a starting eleven place. I think there's a lot of players that will be in that situation. I don't think there are many there now that would be nailed on starters in Paul Cook's mind at, mm. at the moment. Um, what they are doing is playing themselves into the into the squad and. Um, and and it is going to be a small squad. And if you're in a small squad, you've got a chance to start. So I think I think both Wolfenden and Dobra maybe have done that over the last the mm. last few weeks. Roscoe, positive vibes only. Any other players have played their way into Cook's plans? Do you think any other positives we can draw from those two games? Town going unbeaten, of course, over those two games. I um I watched the Swindon game with my nan. Um, nice. That was nice. That was the first time she's watched us this season she knows we've been terrible but um she enjoyed just watching it just watching it on the on the telly um and we saw a win we saw goals you know the the 10 hour duck has been has been broke <laughs> so we scored goals um although they were given to us really but um it was good to see norwood on the score sheet and you know backfiring again um downs looking like his normal self you know he's got over that injuries he's been having um and yeah it's just i feel like as as andy said and Stu's been saying you know i feel like cook the formation is now there. You know, we just mm. need players to fit that formation. And uh, yeah, hopefully we're going to end the season unbeaten. Hopefully we get a win against Fleetwood, but yeah. We'll see. I'll, I'm going to give you another positive, boys. Kieran Dyer being involved in the first team and speaking to the media after the game. We've talked on here pretty much all season about how deeply Kieran thinks about football and, and how much he's gone away and tried to add stuff to his knowledge of the game. Um, I think... He's probably still got a reputation as a bit of a bad boy from his playing days, stuff you've seen him on TV maybe. But he's a very, very deep thinker. Uh, and his passion for Ipswich Town certainly came across in that interview. I mean, referring to the players as fragile, um, I just thought it was a really, really raw, kind of more open interview than you'd normally expect from from someone, a manager coming out after the game. We know obviously Paul Cook has set new levels for for open and raw. But but Stu, you, you, were, you were talking to Kieran. You get on very well with Kieran. Um, it's just good to see him involved in the first team, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, he sort of said himself the last six, seven weeks, he's, he's learned a hell of a lot um, working closely under Paul Cook. There was a little barb towards kind of maybe feeling 
He mm. was um, kept on on the outside looking in during Paul Lambert's time there, but Paul Cook straight away has come in and, and maybe seen his experience and uh, utilised that. And the two of them, I think, are bouncing off of each other quite well um, at the moment. So who knows what this backroom staff shake-up is going to look like over the summer. Kieran's was very open in the fact that he doesn't think, just like the players, every member of staff is fearing for their future at the moment, even someone like Brian Clue, who've been part mm. of the furniture for a long, long time. Um, we've been talking a lot about this culture of comfort that maybe has, has crept in over time at the club and how that's maybe seeped into every single pore throughout the place. So um, he's he's not taking anything for granted. He's really enjoyed his term working with Paul, but I think the two of them have seemed to be working quite well um, as a relationship so far. And um, there's every chance he his name will be in the frame for, for number two this summer with, with Liam Richardson obviously staying on at Wigan. I was going to ask you about that, Hutchie. Liam, we know it's not going to be Liam Richardson. He's he's at Wigan. Town do still need a number two. Would you be happy with Kieran Dyer as, as number two at Town? Give me give me some odds as to how likely you think that might be. I can't I can't give you odds. I, I don't think I don't know if Paul Cook would know the answer to that question at the moment. But I feel I feel sure he's going to be involved in the first team, um, whether that's as the official number two or not. Um, I don't know, but I'd, I would be very surprised at this point now if he suddenly slips back into just being the manager of the under twenty threes. I'd be I'd I'd be really surprised actually because um, it's quite a big thing for a for a manager to trust another member of staff to go out and speak publicly about his team after a game. Um, mm. You really, you, I think a manager really does have to trust someone to allow them to do that. There was a theory that Paul Cook didn't fancy doing it again on, on Tuesday night because it was a significant walk from the away dressing room to get round to, to where the camera was. But honestly, <laughs> honestly, though, in all seriousness, it is a big thing for a, for a manager to trust someone to go out and speak about the team after mm. after a game. So for, for Paul to be putting that trust in Kieran, um, it's, it's, it's pretty big, really. One thing I'll say about Kieran is he won't be a yes man. And I think, you know, I think Paul Cook will respect that. It will be someone that will give him unfiltered views and, and will bounce backwards and forwards off of each other. And I think there has been quite a lot of that so far. And so that's where a bit of trust and respect is, is built between those two. Gary Roberts has obviously come in, but um, this is his first coaching job. I think he's got to go and get his coaching badges this summer to even be sort of qualified for that. So I think Kieran would kind of be, be ahead of Gary in, in that respect. Um John McGrill's kind of been doing bits and pieces at, at the club. So whether that's on the cards or not, we're, we're not quite sure. I don't know whether Paul sees John as, as a sort of a, a good friend and whether, you know, whether that is a line that you kind of want to cross if you've got a relationship away from, from football. Who knows? But um, every chance Kieran could be involved. And I think that would be great. He's someone that, uh, you know, as you say, he's, he's a fan as much as he is anything else as well. And um, people forget the respect that needs to be on Kieran's name as, as a player mm. as well. You know, he was part of the so-called golden generation when people talk about Beckham and Scholes and Lampard and Rio. And mm. you know, he was he 30 odd caps for England during that time when that caliber of player was that high. People forget that and probably would have been even more caps if it wasn't for the, for the horrendous injuries that he kept getting as well. So to have a player of that ilk, on your doorstep and caring that much about the club, maybe Ipswich have taken that for granted a little bit. So it's, it's great that it's great that he's uh, involved in a more central yeah. role now. You could see that on on Tuesday night. A lot of the kind of the Shrewsbury media 
folk from the radio, the newspaper, stewards. Um, someone came down from the executive areas. They, they were fascinated to, to see that Kieran was there and doing this interview. I think one of them tried to get kind of a sneaky picture taken with him during the interview and, and things like that. He, um, and, and I think he surprised a lot of those people because obviously you've said, you've said, Mark, that people perhaps look at him and don't, don't see the full full picture from from what they've mm. seen kind of in the media over the years, and I think a lot of the people that were at at the uh, Montgomery Waters Meadow on Tuesday night probably were a bit surprised to 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 hear him speaking that way because that's not the that's not the Kieran Dyer that they were kind of sold through red top newspapers and things like that. So he definitely does he carry he carries some weight, and he's clearly a, a very good coach as well because if you speak to any. Particularly, actually, the particularly the young players that have, have come through his under 18s and then through the 23s, they speak so highly of him. They really do. Like Armando Dobra is one, for an example, who he he regularly says kind of how much he owes to Kieran Dyer. Um, he's, he's clearly made an impression on some young players through the through the club. Mm, absolutely. I mean, ten years ago, if you just said to me that Kieran Dyer would one day be Ipswich Town manager, I'd have said you're crazy. There's no chance of that happening. But now I'd say 50-50. I, I, I would like to see him one day be at Switch Town Manager, I think, um, with the dealings we've had with him, with his knowledge of the game, his passion for the club, his standing in the game, as you say, Stu. It, to be able to come out after the game and call the players fragile. Kieran Dyer saying that, someone who played 33 times for England and was truly elite, way above the level that these players are at Ipswich Town at the moment. You have to have that kind of backing to be able to say stuff like that and get people to respect it and, and hear it. So 100%, I hope Kieran's got a big part to play in the future of Ipswich Town. In terms of the future, Hutchie, you broke a story <clears throat> earlier this week um, in terms of departures potentially and the future of the club. Someone who's been a big part of the history of Ipswich Town, certainly over the past few years, a couple of players, Luke Chambers, Cole Seuss and Freddie Sears, all potentially being of interest to Colchester United, all out of contract, obviously. We think Freddie Sears and Cole Seuss almost certainly out the door. Luke Chambers hasn't played since the Demolition Man press conference. Cook has said before that there would be something for him um, potentially this summer. Just just your thoughts on this story and how you, how you feel about it. I feel like it makes a lot of sense for, for all involved. Um, it obviously depends on what Ipswich do. I think I think we can sit here now and be be pretty sure that that Freddie Sears and, and Cole Skews will probably move on this summer. Luke Chambers is a little bit different because, as you say, Cook has, has said there will be something on the table for him. See which way that one goes. But he's he's stressed that he wants to play on. Um, and you know what? I think they. I'd be fascinated to see them all them all move down to Colchester. There's a definite interest there. How far that goes. We'll we'll wait and see. Um, I'm sure at least one of those players will end up playing for Colchester United next season. Um, I'd be really interested to see it. I think it's perfect for them. Um, should they move on from Ipswich, it would be a, a club, meaning at their stage of the, their careers, they don't have to move. Um, got young families settled in school, settled in the area, all three of those, and um, could carry on playing football. It'd be quite the band, uh, the, sort of the, the dad's army, band of brothers, vibe down there with Dean Gherkin and Tommy Smith there already um, from the, the playoff team of 2015. So can I'd be fascinated whole, to see it. Can we get the whole lot back together? So we, we'd have, we could have Gherkin in goal. Who, who are we missing? You're going to be struggling. Bearer. To, like, Bearer. Down to Colchester, aren't you? That, that's going to be a <laughs> Paul Anderson's a free agent. 
I think yeah, Berra's a free so. agent as well, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. Berra, Jay Tab probably probably get him out of retirement as well if he can get him away from the horses and, and the golf course for a little bit. Bishop um, might be a free agent yet. You never yeah. know. Murphy, get him to to come out of retirement. McGoldrick again, struggling to struggling tough, to tough self um, <laughs> championship. But uh, yeah, that's what, really getting the band back together. What do you make of that story? Roscoe, would you be happy if those three walked out the door and, and, and rocked up down the road at Colchester? We, we've talked about Chambers before as being a lightning rod for debate and, and kind of passionate arguments both sides of the fence. Sears and Skews, to me, it seems a no-brainer they're going to go out the door. But what about Chambo? Uh, you know, he's he's very marmite and he's very uh, a, a very good debate sort of discussion to have on him. Um, I think... It would have been nice maybe for him to have that one more year so he can have that testimonial. Um, I know he's not been part of a very successful side, but I think anybody who's stayed at a club for that long has got to get some sort of, you know, well done for that. Because nowadays, not many players stay at a club for even like two years now, you know, for so 10 years. If he does get to that state, you know, he's got to, you know. But I think it is time. I think he's going to be 36 in September, whenever his birthday is. You know, I think it's probably his time. But if he does stay for one more year, he won't play many games. But he'll at least mm. have that testimonial. We had a testimonial since Fabian Wilness, I think it was. Thirty-six. So, yeah. On Ross, whatever you think about Luke Chambers, it is it's sad for me that if this is the end of his career, that it ends in this kind of COVID season with with no fans there. He's again, whatever you think of him, has been one of their most consistent players. Still managed to play. He's in the top top number of appearance makers this season. Um, it, it would be a sad way for him to kind of just just fade away from from the scene if if that's the way it is. But um, it's a new era for Ipswich, and ultimately, there's probably no room for sentiment. I know Paul Cook's spoken about him having a role. If he, there's a role there, if he wants it, which is open to interpretation. But another theory is if he wants to carry on playing, which clearly him and, and Cole have said they want to, you can go to Colchester and you might even be able to combine that with a bit of coaching at Ipswich at the same time and almost start your your coaching journey at Ipswich while still playing for Colchester. I mean, Matt Bloomfield has, has been coaching at Ipswich and being able to play commute and play play for Wickham despite living in Felixstowe. So um, it can be done. Hmm. Colchester as well is... Um... Is a, there's a well-trodden path there for people within the camp at Colchester kind of working their way up into management coaching roles at Colchester. So we know that those two have spoken so many times about a management future for them as, as Chambers as number one and, and Skews as number two. I, I would suggest that Colchester is a, a more realistic route for that to happen as a first job than Ipswich. Um, once, you're in, once the chickens are in the coop, you can mm. uh, you can work your magic from within, can't you? What do you make, boys, of um, Chambers? I mean, since the Demolition Man press conference, Chambers has been on the bench every single game. He's not started. Um, Cook has, has said that he's been one of the best players. He said there's a future for him. Do you think there's any margin in the fact he's just said to Luke, look, we're not going to need you for the rest of the season. Rest up. Um, you'll have a role to play next season. Or, or is it, I mean, I know it's really hard to say because there's, there's mixed messages. But what, what's your take on that, Stewie? Chambers kind of being on the bench pretty much full time now. I didn't read anything into it to start with, um, but then after the was it the three nil to what was the second three nil Northampton the second time around, and when he didn't come back into the team off off the back of that, I could kind of see the logic in they changed their centre halves after the the three nil to Wimbledon, 
Um, but then for them not to revert back, certainly to, to Luke Chambers after that one, I was a, a little bit surprised. And then that was the moment it started to feel a little bit more significant for me. But that said, for all the lack of goals, they have been keeping a lot of clean sheets as well. But for me, I'd have had Luke Chambers back in, even if you've made your decision on him to go. Paul Cook's talked about sort of taking some of these decisions with, with a bit of class, I think. Certainly allowing Luke Chambers to get to the 400 appearance mark would have would have been a, a classy way to do things, even if you knew that he was going. Certainly mm. once the season was gone, and it's not like you're kind of making sentimental decisions that could potentially jeopardise getting in the playoffs. I think I'd have been giving Luke Chambers the, the last few games over Mark McGuinness, unless you've got plans to bring Mark McGuinness back in, which I'd be surprised by. Hmm. Okay, well, regardless of what happens with Chambers, if he goes or even if he stays, he'd like to be in a new role. Town are going to be looking probably for a new on-field captain. The man who's filled that role, perhaps surprisingly, uh, Hutchie, for the last couple of games, James Norwood, another bit of a, a Marmite character, a, a kind of lightning rod for debate amongst fans, particularly those who are disgusted that these players have private lives and they're not doing very well in the league. Um your thoughts on, on Norwood as a captain? Because he's, he's very much, he's not a kind of lead by example sort of captain, is he? He's a bit of a Jack the Lad character uh, and playing up front as well. Potential future town captain for you full time? I don't think so. I I see this one as, as Paul Cook putting a bit of faith in a player that he wants to fire up. And I'm led to believe he's told James that he's pretty pretty central to what he wants to try and do going forward. And I think putting the armband on his, uh, on his gun for, for what a couple of, couple of three games, boy is, um, is a way of just showing, showing James that look, you're, you're, you're a big, you're a big man for me. Go on, go and um, have a bit of responsibility and let's see how, let's see how you handle that. Um, maybe it's just a, an act of, an act of love in, in, in many ways. And I think sometimes despite the, the, the front that that James does put on, particularly over the internet, I think that's something that would actually have meant an awful lot to him, and um, mm. could 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 be really could be really beneficial. Um, but I, I would be surprised if we suddenly are writing stories in July, August time of James Norwood as um, the new full time Ipswich Town captain. There, that that could well be someone that's brought in. I would say there's only one surely <clears throat> candidate, isn't there, Ross? Outside of of Norwood. <clears throat> Um, if he's still here uh, and there's no one brought in to be captain, he's got to be Flynn, hasn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think so because he's he's passionate, he's vocal, and he um, and he's the focal point in that midfield. But maybe Paul Cook maybe feels like he's still maybe not mature enough. Maybe I mm. don't know. Or maybe he's still in that bracket of like he's he's not a youngster anymore, but he's still not the senior senior player. If you know what I mean. Um, but with Norwood being captain, I don't. You don't really see many forwards as captain, do you? Really, um, it's normally a midfielder or centre half. I think a goalkeeper. That is just why you're a captain. No one, a goalkeeper shouldn't be a captain. But mm. um, definitely Flynn. There's no one else really in that squad that I because Wolfordon is too laid back in he. I don't think he would be shouting out orders. I think maybe as, as Andy said, maybe bring in somebody, maybe someone who Cook knows and he can rely on him, and he's got that captain material maybe but mm. downs would be my choice if we don't bring any player like that mm. just on the note there of bringing people in stewie just to dot the i's and cross the t's as we like to do on this show town did bring someone in this week a new director of performance andy rolls formerly of the premier league got a very impressive cv coming over from 
Bristol City with Mark Ashton. He's been at Arsenal. He's been at West Ham. He's been at Watford. As I say, very, very uh, impressive CV in terms of Premier League experience. Um, another kind of upgrade and a good move forward for town, do you reckon? I think so. You've just ruled off that CV to get someone who's who's had those level of jobs to, to a League One club. We have to remind ourselves it has got to be seen as a coup. Um, obviously, someone that, that Ashton knows from, from a couple of clubs before. Um, delving into forums and Twitter and stuff, you'll see Bristol City fans sort of bemoaning the fact that he's been part of a, a club that's had a, a big injury list this season. Um, Bristol City have had lots of hamstring problems and I think a lot of that has come back on Andy Rawls. There was a piece in the, the Athletic, I think, with which Bristol City player was it, Andy? Is it Joe Williams? Joe Williams, I think, yeah, who was talking about, you know, maybe he didn't agree with all the fitness plans that he'd been given during his rehab and so that kind of shone a light back on their team. But what that says to me is I think we get trapped in our own little bubble sometimes of looking at our own clubs and in Ipswich, we've got the worst injury record in the whole country. And then you start to look elsewhere and, and there's probably evidence that during this kind of COVID affected season with Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, injuries have been on the rise elsewhere. And we've talked about Kieran Dyer doing post-match. He mentioned Andy Rawls and as someone that he worked under at West Ham towards the back end of his career and, and spoke highly of him. So um, you don't get those sort of jobs that he's had at those sort of clubs spot by fluke, I'm sure. And uh, it's not like Ipswich's injury situation has been fantastic. It can't get any worse than, than it has been. So, yeah, it's got, it's got to be an upgrade, I'm sure. Absolutely. And Roscoe, I want to come to you for this because had this show happened a few days earlier and we didn't have all this stuff, exciting stuff to talk about, the thing we would have been talking about was Ipswich Town under-18s winning through to the semi-finals of the FA Youth Cup in remarkable fashion easily the best game that's been seen at Portman Road this season they're going to play Liverpool in the semi-final next week that's probably the most interesting and important game the entire club will play all season um your thoughts first of all on the game itself and and what an achievement for these young boys and how good was it to see Paul Cook in the dressing room afterwards jumping up and down with the players that's passion Uh, it was brilliant wasn't it oh mental like the previous round so I think it was probably the fourth round when they beat Fulham they they won it in injury time. They were 2-1 down. They got equalised and make it 2-2. And then they went on to win it, basically, with the last kick of the game, 3-2. And I thought, that is not going to be top this season. Well, this game did. Um, we had a massive stoppage in like, the second minute of the game. Um, the town goalkeeper, Anthony Bort, he had to um, be stretched off because he basically one of the... Um, uh, who are we playing again? Sheffield United's defenders basically had, went for the ball and he went for the ball and they both, uh, he had the bandage, Terry Butcher bandage on and boy, it was like at least about 15 minutes of stoppage, you know. So, oh, just mental game. Loads of chances, some good goals scored. Um, we fought out, it was 2-1. Then Alkan Bagat, good old Alkan. That's not Bagat, is it? It's Bagat, yeah, but it? let's, oh. say, let's say Bagat. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Switch the O, switch the A. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. He, got, he got the equaliser to make it 2-2. And then we went into extra time and I thought, I don't know, could we could we do it? And we did do it. And it's, I'm lost for words really right now because it was just absolutely mental. But yeah, probably the best game we've seen at Portland Road for a long time. Even, yeah. you know, not this season, but the many seasons that we've seen, you know, it's been, it was a great achievement for the lads. And as you said, it was great to see Paul Cook there in the dressing room and celebrating with them and a a massive achievement. Definitely when he knew he had to go to Swindon to, um, 
finish out the dead robbers <laughs> of the season. But, um, just give it, just give us some names. You mentioned Baggett there. Obviously, um, we know we know Elkin is is very much one of those guys. Is fringe first team potentially. Um, give us some other names. Oh, is that your nan's phone? We had this last time. Just get it, it, get it, and time. give him the Manscape code. <laughs> shave, <laughs> shave your balls. Yeah, K away. Yeah, um, Roscoe, just, give us some names. Play, players who stood out other than Baggett. Um, LB Arman, he's a, he's a fullback. He, he's, he's he's very good. Cameron Humphreys, he's another fullback. Um, he goes down the wing very well. Liam Gibbs, we we really know of him. Of course, he you know he's played a few times for the first team. Um, definitely, possibly. A player that we could probably see in the first team maybe next season if he gets the opportunity. Um, I think they all merit, you know, well done really because I think they all played really well. I'm, I'm so sorry, yeah. I'm really bad at this sort of thing. When I get a question. It's um, it, it's great to see such spirit amongst amongst the youngsters and and a, a few giant killings as well. And now they play another giant at Portman Road, Liverpool next week. With it's going to think it's going to be Thursday or Friday, don't we? Um, on BT Sport, who, who was it who told me that? Was it you, Roscoe? Andy, I think. Oh, it was Andy. No, that it's... was me. But, sorry, uh, sorry. Okay. BT Sport then, at Portman Road, to watch Ipswich Town play Liverpool. How cool is that? I know it's the under-18s, but it's still exciting stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a shame there's no fans going to be there, you know, semi-final. Lot. And, you know, I did the Youth Cup video recently, and, you know, there was... Mm. For the final itself, you know, it's fifteen thousand at Portland Road. You know that like for for those players, if some of them don't go on to make first team appearances at the club or you don't have careers, what an, what an opportunity to play in front of a massive crowd. But you know, on telly, even um for the Sheffield United game, there's still loads of you know cameras about. You know, and there's you know got really really so yeah, exciting Liverpool. They're category one side, just like Sheffield United. So it shall be no Sheffield United aren't, are they? The category two. Category two, yeah. 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 But, but still it's it's a massive club. Town will be the underdogs, but they've been the underdogs on several occasions already in this in this kind of fairy tale run, just like they were back in the day, Roscoe, as you mentioned your excellent documentary on the two thousand five winners, Town beating the star studded Southampton in the final. Um go back and watch that if you've not already, it is really, really good stuff from Roscoe. Um I know you're putting something together as well, looking at the UEFA Cup anniversary coming up in a couple of special podcasts we'll talk about that maybe later on boys the senior team coverers from Ipswich Town winning through to the fight the semi-final of the FA Youth Cup to Ipswich Town senior team hosting Fleetwood in the deadest the deadest of dead rubbers on Sunday to finish the season Stuart Watson you must be absolutely buzzing yeah, we finished somewhere between ninth and 14th now I think heading into this game Fleetwood sort of marooned in a Similar bottom half position. Um, six nil nils from the last ten. Come on, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm slightly, slightly more upbeat for it off the back of the last couple of appearance, uh, last couple of performances, which we've said have been better. But again, I don't want to go overboard. Let's not start jumping through hoops that they played a bit better in another nil nil draw against Shrewsbury, who mm. were bang out of form, by the way. So. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go mad about the, the last couple of performances, but they have been better. There have been little glimpses of what, what we may see from, from a Cook side next season. But ultimately, we just need to get Sunday done and dusted and out the way. Um, and then and then all the interesting stuff starts to happen, doesn't it? The transfer rumour mill has already started to creak into action and that is going to gather some serious pace because 
although it's going to be a small uh, squad that Cook wants to work with, you could probably make an argument that he's looking for virtually a player in every position mm. this, summer, this summer transfer window. It's going to be sexy, isn't it, boys? It's going to be superb. Um, Stewie, give me something you want to see. Positive vibes only on Sunday from Ipswich Town. Don't just say a goal. What would, from Ipswich Town on Sunday, what would it be? I'd like to see James Maud hit double figures again. He's one off of that at the moment. So he would be back-to-back double digits, um, which would be quite the feat for, for given how the team has struggled in two successive years and the injuries that James Norwood has had. And he sort of said how, you know, Cook's spoken about him having a central role next season. I still think a fit and firing James Norwood could still be a big, big player for Ipswich next season. Um, a bit, uh, a little bit more progression from the likes of Wolfenden and Downs and Dezel. I thought Downs and Dezel actually showed signs of a good little partnership at the weekend. So see that develop a bit more, a little bit more from Dobra, just the players that are going to be here um next season um and just a little bit more of this four two three one football that we're going to be seeing a lot of mm. hutchie give me something you want to say positive on on sunday what will make hutchie hutchins alfred hutchcock smile coming away from portman road on sunday and think mm, that was that was decent i'm glad i saw that i think stew's covered everything that could possibly be positive <laughs> in this game but i'll be look i'll be looking at this game there, there's bound to be at least one player if not more, on that pitch for Ipswich that won't play for the club again. Um, that's what's going to interest me at the weekend, the team the team selection. I do half wonder, and I don't I don't know this for a fact, whether there's been a contract trigger in, in Luke Chambers' contract, mm-hmm. which which has meant he's not been able to to play. In Alan Judge's, it was very clear. It was starts. Um, Alan Judge could have sat on the bench for um, for the rest of the season and, and um, come on in games. And not triggered that contract, but they did. They they came to an agreement that that was not fair. Um, that wasn't a fair thing because he he was deserving of a starting spot at that time, and they ultimately decided not to do anything with it. I do half wonder whether that might be the case. Might have been the case with Luke Chambers. Could they have been saving his final start for for the final game of the season? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. But I, I'm I'm just fascinated to see who plays and then. I always do this. I, it's not going to be the same. There's no crowd there, but you you analyse people at full time, don't you? You look at them and think, uh, is that a wave goodbye? Is that that kind of thing? So final mm. day of the season, dead rubber always equals that kind of thing for me. Mm. So it, it'll be who who's playing their final game. And we're expecting, obviously we've already had Ward, we've had um, Judge, we know Hughes is on his way out the door. Um, do we? Oh, we expect it's Monday, Tuesday, isn't it? There's going to be a, a kind of decisions made, and we're expecting a kind of slew of news about players leaving ne- early next week, boys. Whether they announce it, then I don't know. The contract options all all run till May, the weekend, the third weekend of May. So I think it's something like May the twenty second. So mm-hmm. that's that's when those contract options have to be picked up by. But yeah, there's every chance there's every chance those decisions start getting discussed and, and and come out come out before then okay uh that's us for today then i just want to mention before we go roscoe you've got the game day extra time posse boys um recording tonight will be out tomorrow that's friday lunchtime i listened to it last week roscoe when i was back from holiday i was jet washing the patio 
Um, and I enjoyed it. I've got to be honest, I don't always listen to Game Day because it, sometimes it's best for me to have plausible deniability uh, of things that go on, on there. Um, but I, I, ve- I very much enjoyed uh, a lot of the chat. Um, let me let me ask you this though: what is the what's the beef between David and T Segs? Because the boy the boys are, are biting heads, aren't they? I mean, let's get them in a cage. Let's do a, an Archant Charity Fight Night. I'd pay to see that. What, what's the deal there? I think because they were the original two. Who um who decided to chat to me outside stadiums and I think you know they're that's the beef there and I think they just like to have a little who's better you know shirt no I was about to say something different there but I stopped <laughs> myself um, but no I don't think there's no beef there I think it's a friendly rivalry but um I think you know they just like to have that little bit of a head to head sort of thing mm. but um mm. the battle the battle to be your number one Roscoe which is which is a key battle. Um, as I say, I'd be up for putting them in a cage. I think we could do some charity fights ourselves, boys. I'm, I've certainly got some ideas of, of people I'd like to fight. Um, I also enjoyed the, the worst player ever question, Roscoe. I was amazed that Frank Newble didn't come up. He's not, he wasn't that bad. He just couldn't <laughs> control the football. <laughs> I was, on the other note, I was very pleased that no one dare mention St. Aaron Drynan's name. Because had that come out of anyone's mouth, I would have hunted them down like the dogs they are. Had they it's his birthday. It's his birthday today. I know. I know, my friend. Don't you worry. I've Where's been... your shirt? Where's your Drynan shirt? It's just over there. I've got. I'm wearing. I'm branded today, boys. I couldn't wear the Drynan shirt. Oh, well, also because it's in a, in a frame over there with a lovely picture of all four of us at KOA Live One. Um, so I look forward to Came Day Extra Time, and also just to mention podcast wise, Mike Bacon, the big porker, is bringing you two special UEFA Cup anniversary podcasts. It's Arnold Muren and Franz Tyson, isn't it, Roscoe? Yeah. that he's speaking to and we'll put those out on the week of of the anniversary which is may the 20th incredible 40 years ago it's which town had their best ever season um and now they're toiling in mid-table mediocrity in the third tier but boys the future is bright for us and for them any other business boys no other business shave your balls <laughs> that's the take-home message from this pod um, as I say, the future is by Ed, Ipswich Town are now sponsored by Ed Sheeran. More excitingly, we're sponsored by Manscaped. So get 20% off and free delivery with the code KOA at manscaped.com. That's 20%, boys, not 10%, not 15 20% off with free delivery. And that's important as well at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you, it says here. But to use the KOA terminology, make your nuts look the nuts and then slap them your nearest boardroom table. That's it from us. Brexit we'll speak to you again Google. next More week. More great podcasts from Archon. Head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
auction at oliabim.com slash channel slash auction.